When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 15, Episode 14. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tane? I'm good. It's been a... It's uneventful, but it's been a good week, except the weather. Oh, my God. Well, you're not here anymore, so you have no idea what I speak of. I've heard that it's rained every day or something. Yeah, it's just been dreary. It's like raining. It's dark. It's just not happy vibes. But we got good weather today. The sun came out today, so I'm hoping it kind of stays. So other than that, it's been an okay week. I don't think there's anything eventful I remember. Do you have anything eventful? No, I've just been trying to... I've been off work. So, and really, there's a lot of life administration you have to do after you've been gone for three months so I've just been catching up with my life and then of course I'm leaving for vacation again tomorrow or just a weekend I'll be back on Monday I think that's the life hack you just have to have something to look forward to because (laughs) I just remember too that next week I we get to go to BravoCon so that's exciting wait so you're going on vacation again uh yes I have a three-day turnaround (laughs) (laughs) from one flight to the next (laughs) this time was a seven day turnaround from one flight to the next all right you go girl and then i'm gonna after BravoCon, i swear i'm gonna sit at home so she says hold her accountable people you heard her say this here <laughs> <laughs> well before we move on any housekeeping that you want to tell the people about you guys this week we posted our sister wives episode i love sister wives we had so much fun recording it by we i mean me um <laughs> So you can go on our Patreon and check that out. And then last week we did After the Altar. And if you go back two weeks, you can see, uh, listen to our 90-day Beyonce Happily Ever After episode. And coming up will be more of the same. Yeah. And then we have the announcement that, you know, Love is Blind is coming up October 19th. We don't have a schedule yet, but just know we'll be covering it. Tane is like, oh, third season. These people like are onto the game. It may not be as good. And I agree with her, but I I just, maybe there'll be a good one in there. You know, hope springs eternal. You know, I want to be optimistic, but there is a Nigerian on the cast. We're in a group chat together and like, how many people said they knew him? It was so Uh, weird. (laughs) but, But that's just one aspect. I have other people who have told me, they DM me like, oh, I know him. And I'm like, well, this is not helping me because now we just know. I haven't yeah. looked at it. Where is he? Where does he say he's from? Um, I don't think he says. It's not a thing where they say where they're from. Oh, that's right. Because this season is Dallas. Okay, this all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. Okay. It's Texas. I mean, it had to be. Like, the fact that you just said Dallas, I'm just going to wait in the woodworks because, I mean, like you guys know, I, I lived there for like 15 years, so. There has to be a six degree of separation somehow. 
somewhere. And the funny part is this, all this talk, listen guys, if anything comes out in the Nigerian community, like it's just going to spread. It's just because everyone's just going to talk about it. He might not even be on the main show. <laughs> Thank you. Like that's the thing about Love is Blind because they, I think they did this last time, probably why I'm not paying attention to the people they're featuring before the show even starts. Because what they need to do is only the feature the people who get engaged, but they don't do that. Yeah. I mean, good luck to them. They need someone to help the Bennett's right? And Lauren and Cameron. Because it's just them holding it down since season one. Season two is a bust, so. <laughs> the Barnett's, who everybody forgets about. Oh, almost did I just say Bennett's? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even surprised because... <laughs> I'm like, that sounded wrong. Why don't they do anything? I don't see them anywhere. They do stuff, but the fact... I think the... I personally think Amber is a full-time influencer now. The problem oh. is... That they don't get the the attention. They're not signed with the same agents that Lauren and Cameron are. Mm-mm. All right, Tane. Talking of old love is blind people. What's going on with old married at first sight people? Well, Nate from Chicago, season five, is having a baby. Uh, if you guys have been from day one, you remember that he was married to Sheila. And also, if you're new to our Patreon, we did cover um, season five. We covered the decision day and reunion. So if you want to go down Nostalgia Road, you can go check out that episode. But he's been engaged to his fiance for a little bit now. And he just announced they're having a baby. And the baby's due in December. So congratulations to him. Congrats um, to him, even though he doesn't really give me the vibes of someone who I wish well to, but go on. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> um, Karen of Karen and Ma's New Orleans, season 11, celebrated her birthday. I told you guys I was not going to speculate anymore. I hear you, but um, no, he did not post anything. <gasps> I went one step further. I checked if they were following each other. I know Mouse Fan confirmed that they are not following each other. Um, last week when I lied and said I was not going to speculate anymore, I did say the <laughs> one thing that was keeping it together was, you know, they have that Dubai trip, and today Miles posted that he would not be making that trip. Oh, that really does, huh? I'm so, so sad. I'm still not going to say it. I, no, they're not going to get me. Nope. <laughs> I'm just stating, but I'm not speculating about their relationship. But, you know, also shout out to Yasmin, who also shared um, that story with us. But I don't know what's going on. But he's not going on a trip. But he said it will still be fun. And I think Karen is still going. So we shall see. The other interesting thing that I found was like, she reposted something from April Jones who said, oh, I made a salad for my boo. And Karen was like, it's so good. Now, I know a lot of you might not know who April Jones is. But April Jones is from another reality show, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. She was in a relationship with Omarion, who is a singer. And she has two kids for him. And she, he, Omarion, was in a band called B2K, which is like the biggest, well, black boy band back in the day. They sure were. She went ahead and dated his fellow boy bander, Lil Fizz. It's very messy. Right now, she's dating Tay Diggs. So, yeah, it's very messy. But anyways, April Jones is known, you know, in certain places and i know her i just think she's so pretty she's so pretty y'all but i'm just like what is the connection how does april know karen like what 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 how so that was very interesting to me 
so yeah, um, we will be on watch. I mean, eventually, it's like a pregnancy. They're gonna have to announce if they're separated or not. They really don't. Their fellow cast ah! members, Amelia and Bennett, never announced that they weren't together. They filed for divorce. People found the records. Next thing you know, Amelia's posting with a new boyfriend. That's how we know they're broken up. They have never once said, oh, we're not together again. Um, You speak facts. I just kind of feel like Karen and Miles are different. I want them to, for my own, I mean, I don't want to sit here and speculate week after week. Just tell us. If the thing is dead, it's dead. <laughs> but I also respect that, I mean, we don't really have the right to know. Yeah. So I like I appreciated the Love is Blind couples just coming out and saying they were done. And I wish Karen and Miles would do the same thing if that's the case. I mean, but we don't know what the situation is. Maybe there's a chance for reconciliation and nobody wants to drag anybody with the back and forth of it all. So that's true. You know, there's been a, I don't know if you know, why did I say there was nothing eventful? Well, okay. It wasn't in my life, but on Tuesday we got slammed with like divorces by celebrity people. <laughs> and one of them was Miguel and I can't say her name right. Nazanin. And they've been together for like, what, 17 years. And then they got back to, they got married. Then they broke up and then they got back together. And then now they filed for divorce. Like no one wants to drag everybody through that. So uh, uh, Tamara and Corey. Yeah, there was Tamara, but at least they just broke up once. That's I was trying true. to make a reference to the back and forth. The, the fourth, yeah, but I, I, in terms of celebrity divorces, that was the one that I was very sad about. Yeah. It's because she posts, like, I follow her and she posts too much happiness. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got me all sad when you've posted all this time about how much you love him and you like, post all the pictures of when you guys were kids because you've been together since you were teenagers. And then you're like, oh, we're breaking up. And I'm like, how dare you? I know. And then people are like, oh, how can people not work out whatever it is in 17? I was like, well, if you just find out something that you did not know before, I mean, I don't know. And we don't know. We don't know these people. All we do is speculate. That's I know. I mean, I, 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 I'm a strong believer. And if you're done, you're done. Go ahead. Get divorced. It's 2022. You don't have to stay miserable. Amen to that. Um, Noi had a birthday. Um, Jasmina gave her a sweet shout out and mentioned many times that she was a sweet soul inside and out. Take your word for it. Um, she is in Portugal celebrating her birthday with her best friend who we saw on the show. Sukri, I want to say is her name. So okay. happy birthday to her. Merla was in Spain, I want to say. Um, Brianna, Haley and Paige from Atlanta part two. They had a hangout and got together. Johnny had a birthday also. No, he didn't have a birthday. I'm sorry. His girlfriend. Every time I see Johnny's girlfriend, I remember what you said when you said, like, you hope. Wait, did I say I hope he never has a girlfriend? And you were like, he would never have a girlfriend or something. Oh, something like that. I can't remember which one of us said which part. <laughs> and we weren't wishing him well. And I'm like, yeah, I had to remind myself, like, karma does not exist in this life. Because, I mean, look at Princess Di and Camilla. She's literally queen right now. And that still gets me so salty. But. I, you, I've told you about my feelings about Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Camilla and Charles are one of the greatest untold love stories of our time. That's all I'll say. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to act like I didn't hear that. But Johnny's girlfriend wished him a happy National Boyfriend Day. And I'm just going to read verbatim the descriptors because, you know, again, I know we're watching a TV show, but she said, to the most thoughtful, amazing, a sweetest, a loving, supportive, authentic, uh, handsome and amazing boyfriend. And I'm like, wow. They'll be broken up within a year. That's well, too many superlatives. We we don't know, but it's so amazing how you can see 
one person be something and another. And this brings a conversation I was having with a friend today. We were talking about Ashton Kutcher. And I don't know if you ever read her biography, but he was a shitty boyfriend to Demi Moore. Like, it was bad. And then now that we, because she kind of likes Mila Kunis and she listens to a lot of her interviews. And he's just now like this guy. And I'm just like, I don't care what it is. Like, to be Demi and to see him be who you wanted him to be with someone. How do you not take that personally? Like, I know, but... It's also part of his being a very, very shitty boyfriend. And I know he was with her until he was in his like thirties. I mean, she did date someone significantly younger. So then she had to raise him. And then when she was done raising him, he was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go find someone else. <laughs> but that, yeah, I don't know. I hope Because she also told me, which I didn't know was that Mila Kunis was also terrible to Macaulay Culkin, who is in her age range. She just wanted to get out. So she was just being a shitty girlfriend so she could get out. And I think that's what Ashton was doing because Demi Moore got pregnant for Ashton and she lost the baby and then Aww. she became so obsessed with having a baby. And my friend is like, like she probably wanted to have a baby because she knew he was going to leave. And, you know, she never had the baby. But it, again, I'm digressing, but it's just, it has to hurt. <laughs> so, Jamie, 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 Jamie of Jamie and Doug fame posted a picture of herself at the OBGYN. Like, sitting on the chair with the, the paper thingy over her. She tagged it HPV Awareness Day. And then the next slide, she said, I still feel so shy. I wasn't sure I wanted to post this. But, you know, um, I just wanted, but I feel like because of that, I have to share that I have an STI. And it makes people feel like they're dirty or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Well, my question, I already know this is what we expect from Jamie is, I wasn't sure is, and forgive my ignorance, guys, don't judge me. Does does HPV count as an STI? I, I, I didn't think so. Yes, I think you can, human papillomavirus, yes, it is yeah. an STD. Okay. That then causes cervical cancer. Cancer, yeah. So I wasn't sure. I was wondered though, I think you can still get cervical cancer without having HPV, but I'm yeah. not a doctor. Yeah, 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 you can, I think. Oh, okay, I shouldn't say that. You say something so confidently and then you're like, oh my God. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but yeah, she shared all that and I'm like, um, okay, you know, thanks Jamie. Finally, last week I told you guys how Taylor is now open about her boyfriend, how Taylor has disdain for maps and she posted a reel of their first vacation when they went vacation. I'm sorry. When they went to Costa Rica. So if you've seen it, he's a very pretty man. Like he's like Paul and he's a personal trainer too. So he's stacked real nice and all that kind of good stuff so someone was like made a comment and was like okay i see how you upgraded and someone was she taylor she had time that day and she responded and was like guys don't be deceived like on a good day i would never date the person that they they gave me the past men i've dated were also way better than that guy that maps literally picked a random addict off the street with multiple charges and DUIs that barely had a job and gave him to me. <laughs> On one hand, I'm like all Taylor. On the other hand, I don't think she's telling any lies. I don't think she's wrong either. <laughs> she said the only qualification that that guy fit is that he was black. He was nothing else that she asked for and they knew what they were doing. And she sure did. She's never watched it. She said it was very traumatizing that she sure they didn't show all the times that he was crazy because, quote unquote, the experts pick us. So we, they can't look that bad. She said she barely saw the experts the whole filming. It was four years ago, but it's still traumatic in all caps. 
And thankfully that's over. That was not a real relationship. And it was strictly for the viewers and for entertainment. She said, in fact, she went one step further. Like she had time that day. It was two, two responses, two paragraphs. She's like, it was a shit show for literally everyone except Jessica and Austin. And everyone is glad to move on from it. <laughs> it's so sad that this was our, our, our city, DC season end. My, yeah. I, I do think that they had some very low quality men that season. Uh, they didn't even try. They truly did not even try. So I'm glad she's moved on. I'm glad everyone's moved on. But uh, oh, how she moved on? If she's writing <laughs> paragraphs on Instagram? I mean, I think she, ha- I mean, she, it's, it's a trauma, I guess, that's going to live with her. But it's just, I think she just wanted to make it clear, like, this is not an upgrade because that man is not a bleep in my life. But I don't know. She has time. She usually responds to people, actually, so. But yeah, that's uh, all I got this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people had a lot going on. Yeah. So I am so ready to talk about this week's episode. And I will make a bold statement. This is the best episode, hands down, this season for me. I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it. But I also, this is where we get to the part of the season where I'm just like, these people, everything is very repetitive. Um, I-, I will say, this is why I think I didn't quite enjoy this episode. I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. Everybody's saying yes on decision day. Mark it down. <laughs> I will not forget this. I don't know what's happening after decision day, but everybody is saying yes. Ooh, so and I don't need four more episodes to give me any... From here on out, they're going to try to fake us out with... This, that, and the other. This was Lindy and Miguel's fake out episode. I'm like, everybody's saying yes. Wait, so... Oh, next week is not the finale. I was wondering why was the after party finale. Yeah, they end after party a couple episodes early. I don't know why. Oh, okay. They did that last year, too. Okay. I thought it was the finale and then decision day. So next week is the last regular episode, then decision day or no? Not including this week. We have three episodes left. Oh, gotcha. What else are they going to say? I don't know. But (laughs) I can agree with you on the repetitiveness when it comes to the fighting. They usually just fight about the same thing. But I think like McGindy with the big couple, this episode and their fight, it still had a little bit more flavor. There was a little bit of paprika on there where it was repetitive, but it was different. But I laughed. I sc- I screamed at my TV. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was very, very entertained by last night's episode. I was yeah. entertained, but not very. <laughs> okay, we'll just go into it. So we start with them getting ready for their uh, getaway. We see Stasha and Nate. They're so excited to show us that they went to the sex shop. And it is safe to say that these two are sexually compatible. Um, Candy did it first, but Stasha tells Nate, I mean, Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, but Stasha tells Nate that he needs to have the remote control because they bought some vibrating panties and she's going to put them on and he's going to buzz her around. We see Kristen and Mitch as if the last episode did not happen. We see Mitch saying, you know, they have an hour or some to the retreat and they can talk and Kristen's like, yeah, yeah. She's very receptive and says, you know, I don't want to repeat at the pool party. And this is their last ditch effort. I'm like, Lord, how many chances? How many chances? 
Many. <laughs> then Miguel and Lindy, um, Miguel has a surprise for her and has like a gift bag on the floor and then she checks it out and he got her a dress and apparently it was a dress that she loved that was at some costume store and he tells her that they all decided to have a sorry the producers sorry (laughs) that they all decided to have a prom since she didn't get one and lindy's all like i can't believe he planned this for me oh my god so they're all driving to the retreat i don't know if you noticed did you notice that all the wives were the ones driving I did notice. I mean, because it's very, even as 2022 as we are, it's still the default that men drive, it feels like. And so it was interesting that in this case, I was like, did not, why are all the women driving? Do they I all just, have nicer cars? I don't know what it was. I just thought, I, I, I just thought, was that intentional? Because it just four out of four. It was interesting. But I did wonder also that since they usually use their cars to the retreat, do they get mileage reimbursement? They better. <laughs> Why don't you just rent cars for them? Anyways. I, maybe they do. I, I don't know. No, they drive their own cars. Because I remember some of the ones that they go to, I remember, well, Brandon didn't drive his car. Maybe they drove Taylor's car. Um, that's because people? Brandon had too many, he didn't, he had a suspended driver's license from too many DUIs. <laughs> Why would you even hire hire? <laughs> well, match someone who has anyways. They all talk about alone time. So we see Kristen and Mitch again. And Kristen admits that she was not proud of how she handled the whole situation, but he had a chance to clear the air and he didn't. So she snapped. So she's sorry. I was, I was like, so Ugh. annoyed. Ugh. No, don't take the blame. Stand in your truth. If she would have apologized for setting him up, I would have accepted that. But for snapping? I mean, sometimes if people push you, you snap, Kristen. Don't don't apologize. Yeah. Mitch says he felt attacked and thrown under the bus because there were things that he did not say. The to you was silent. <laughs> because he <laughs> did say them. He just didn't say them to her. Then we get the... I call it the security cam footage. Is that what you call it? I call it the dateline cam. Yeah, dateline cam. I was trying to remember what you called it. Of them the night before. And Mitch is just like saying he's sorry it came out that way, but he's not in a place to make things less confusing because he's still in a confused state right now. And then I just was like, Mitch is selfish. (laughs) He didn't even seem like remorseful or apologetic or like, oh, I did like, you know, like Ben energy. I did some, not to that level, but like I did something wrong. He's just like, listen, I can't even make you less confused because I'm confused too. So it's about me. I got to take care of myself. So he says she's never asked him to change and he doesn't want her to either. I'm like, hmm. <sighs> then we see her in tears again saying she's so sorry, but she's losing her mind. Ugh, I hate it for her. Mitch says he wants to acknowledge it's his responsibility that he told her some told her sister something that he hadn't told her. She said she just wanted him to say that she's beautiful inside and out. And Mitch said he felt like a puppet and it doesn't work for him. <laughs> and that doesn't work for him. I'm just like, ugh. anyways, good luck to them. Whatever she gets at this point, she deserves because he's shown her who he is. So it's up to her. Mm-hmm. So they get to the retreats. They gush over the house. Should I pause for you to gush over the house, Aid, and the share house, your thoughts? 
oh my gosh, the house. It was at the top of a hill. It had beautiful views. It just looked like an amazing house. I, you know, I'll give maps that. Remember that cabin that they had in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. That AJ was like, you really expect me to sleep here? <laughs> Those hovels they found for them in New Orleans? <laughs> the campsite? There was pandemic. <laughs> but this this crew got this beautiful house in California. And last year they had that beautiful house in, what was it, Vermont? So, you know what, Mavs, kudos for stepping up the house game. <laughs> I mean, they had a little bit more help. It's hard to find a not nice house. They're in San Diego, man. That's true. But the minute I saw it, I was just like, uh, Aiden's going to love this. Didn't you? I mean, didn't you love it? I did. But, okay. I mean, it's not hard to impress me. It's harder to impress you. I also noticed while they were gushing over the house that Nate is a fan of a black and white sweater. He has won so many this season. They all look good on him, but it's a black and white. He's in it. Um, When they come in, Stasha and Nate come in again. I don't know if it was me, but Alexis had a look. Hmm. But it could have been just me. And then when she came, I think she was trying to dap him. And she was like, take the dap, take the dap. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Nate As always, like Alexis, though. I can't tell. I he can't doesn't tell like this her. Group. <laughs> this group. I don't know if they like each other or not. One minute they. Love I mean, I think plenty of people like each other within the group, but Nate does not like Alexis. Who are the, oh, wait? Who are the people that like each other within the group? Because they always say shady things afterwards. Kristen and Alexis really like each other. Okay. Um, I think all the girls get along. Actually, I think all the girls like each other. Uh, I don't like know they about like the each other, like as they haven't done anything, but they're not like the other season was like BFFs forever. <laughs> <laughs> Except Kristen and Alex, I can give you that. I think they genuinely like like each other. But anyways, um, as always, they start, and Kristen tells them or starts with they're in a good place, and on the way, he said some nice validating things that she's been asking for for two months. I cringed. The bar is on the floor. Tane, she actually said, I want you to say X, Y, Z. And then he said A, B, C. And then she <laughs> said, thank you. And I was like, but you you gave him the words you wanted to hear. And he didn't even say those. I'm uh, just, again, whatever she gets, she deserves. Because as if that wasn't like cringy enough, she now ends it with, we're back, baby. Ugh. Kristen is extra. I've said it. Like, Kristen, I'm sure she's a lovely gal and she's a nice, she's just not my kind of person. She's, she's, she's a lot. So Lindy said that she's excited for her prom. And I don't know, this is, this group, they seem surprised, but then they knew about the prom. And I'm like, it's not a surprise. Like, what is going on? And they're like, you never went to prom. And then it was weird. Like, why did it make things awkward? Like, that's why I can't get a read on this group. Like, do you like each other or not? But Stasha and Nate tell her that they brought her a gift and it's prom related. And Lindy, she's so cute. She's like, is that is that what they do for prom? Do you buy gifts? <laughs> um, I don't know. When they're getting ready for prom, are you going to talk about that? Yep, that's what's Okay, sorry, sorry. So we start seeing a segment where we see all of them getting ready for prom, which was like immediately... Um, Alexis, I loved her dress. She was giving body, yadi yadi. 
I liked her dress. I'm a big fan of... Alexis's fashion is so hit or miss to me. This was a hit. I know she has more hits than misses for me. I Definitely. I really like think she wears. Her makeup too. I like the way she applies her makeup and she always has different looks and yeah. She's a, she's a hot I'm wife. also a fan of the braid styling. Yeah. My hairdresser today says no one styles their braids and she watches maths and I was like, what about Alexis? And then she's like, yeah, Alexis styles her braids. <laughs> um, Kristen and Alexis are wearing the same thing. I just don't know why she didn't wear a strapless bra. Like, I just... Uh, this was a continuing thing throughout the weekend. I think Kristen forgot all her bras. I think <laughs> she was wearing one bra on Friday. This happened to me once. I was packing everything. I forgot all my bras. Because then Kristen wore the same bra all weekend. And I could see it through her clothes because it was the wrong bra for many an outfit. <laughs> Oops. Um, Mitch tells Kristen and tells her, like, I know Lindy's gonna be prom queen, but you are my prom queen. Oh, <gasps> this is the moment where I'm like, I tweeted it out. I'm like, Mitch, can you decide this whiplash? Do we like you? Do we not? Like, what are you? Are you nice? Are you not? But it was a very sweet thing to say. It seemed genuine. I was mostly back to liking Mitch by, by that part because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker. <laughs> So when they were showing them getting ready for prom, they had Lindy like say something about, oh, I've never been to prom before and I'm so excited I got to prom. And then they spliced in something about decision day. And I feel like they have to keep on hitting. It was so obvious that they spliced it in. What did she say? She was just saying like, oh, I'm so glad I get ready. I'm getting ready for prom. And like, I'm glad Miguel did this for me. And with decision day coming up and then she continues on talking about prom. And I was like, she never said anything about decision day. You guys splice that in. Oh, okay. I must have missed out. So we move on to Alexis and Justin. And Justin is trying to um, buckle up her shoes for her. And Alexis, if you know her well enough, she can't go a day, an hour, a minute without taking a dig at Justin. And saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was just a joke. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and he's trying, he's struggling, trying to put the thingy, whatever it's called, and through the hole. And she's like, have you done these things for women before? Because, you know, last night when you were trying to take my bra off, you were struggling too. I'm like, why did that have to be on camera? That was a neck. <laughs> like, I, just saying something unnecessarily negative about the man on camera. And then being like, just joking. Like, no, it's not cute. Uh, she does that all the time. I think it's habit. I don't think she knows she's doing it. Then she casually slips in a, are you ashamed that you had sex with your wife? I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, again, I don't know why maths always shows the best parts of the preview, because if we hadn't seen the preview, that might have more of a shock value for us. So why tell us that they had sex instead of just letting us be surprised? I don't know. That's just my thoughts. A few weeks ago in After Party, Alexis basically said that they had sex, but it wasn't clear. So for me, I was like, oh, we've cleared that up. And I must have missed it in the preview because I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, she didn't exactly on After Party say they had sex. She just said yet, which could be maybe, maybe not. But mm -hmm. the way in the preview, it was uh, Stasha telling Nate, oh, they had sex. So that's how we found out. She asked, are you ashamed that you had sex with your wife? And he was like, not at all, bro. Not even a little bit. And I got so excited because Alexis is on After Party tonight. And I'm like, we are going to get the real tea on After Party. So Justin tells us that they finally consummated their marriage. And it was better waiting. And he feels like they made love. 
and the teenage boy that he is, he claims that they lasted all night. <laughs> this liar. <laughs> In the moment, it was like, oh, that's nice. And then later on, hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way. If I was a betting lady, there was no way I would have said that was right. But we will take a break right now and come back with the couple of the episode. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites, You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we're back with Lindy and Miguel, a.k.a. McGindy. Um, I didn't know what was going on. We were getting outside shots of the house. And I'm like, okay, go inside, go inside. There was no music also, no weird lyrics. I'm like, okay, guys. And then we don't get camera, but we just get audio. We see Lindy asking her whiny voice, asking Miguel to take pictures of her. But she's like, no, I want to get the good part. No, I just need, I want you to go stop. And then she's like, I don't want a selfie. I want X, Y, Z, whatever the hell she was saying. And then Miguel is like, I... And then next thing we hear is him saying that he doesn't appreciate her tone. And she's like, oh, I was kidding. I promise. And Miguel, the antagonizer, is like, was it? Was it a joke, though? And also, I'm not in the mood to be a personal photographer. And then she says, sorry, too. I'm like, please. (laughs) He says, I was resting and laying down. And you asking made me feel like, fuck whatever you're doing. Get up here. Take a picture of me. It's all context, but try to do a better job of reading the room and don't expect me to be a personal photographer. I was like, screw what? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> did I think she had a tone? Yes. Yes. But Miguel, was it really worth all that? 
No. What was that? And also, I keep on saying year, but in the year 2022, <laughs> if you're not going to be an Instagram husband, you're not ready to be a husband at all. Exactly. I'm like, what do you think husbands are for? You are there for the same reason you are to unzip and zip a dress. Like you're there to take a picture sure. with the right angle. And then when we tell you we hate it, you take it 10 more again from all the angles. That make no sense. Like, come on. <laughs> but it also made me remember something that Nana said about Miguel when they had that fight. Nana said, like, I have bad vibes about Miguel. I don't like his tone. I don't like the way he's talking to our condescending. I'm like, no, not Miguel. He's being patient. What did I know? That was not cool at all. It was mm-mm, mm-mm, not a good moment for him. But it's prom time. And they all walk in. Um, we've talked about Kristen's dress. We've talked about Alexis's dress. I did not like Stasha's dress. What did you think? Well, Stasha's dress reminded me of my homecoming dress from my senior <laughs> year. Much better, though, hers than mine. Um, it was all right. I thought it was... What I liked about it is that it was prom. It was a prom dress. Everybody else just wore a dress. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, not a complete day. Nate is not wearing a turtleneck. That man sure loves him a turtleneck. Um, there's a yearbook that was actually kind of cute. It just had all memories of all of them, just Polaroids and all that stuff. And they seemed to have a good time. Everyone was dancing, drinking, doing all that. Um, Miguel still seems pissed. And he tells Lindy that this whole thing is trying him. And Lindy said that, listen, it's just a communication thing because he could have easily have said, I'm tired. And he's like, well, I think I did. And she said, okay, I missed it. I'm sorry. Like, I can't say sorry enough. Like, what else is there to do? This is not enough for Miguel because Miguel is just in a pissy mood. And he's like, he felt he was gaslighted. <laughs> I was, okay. I think once he explained himself, he did have a point on the gap. I just, do we have to throw around the word gaslighting? Miguel had a point. But it comes a time when you have to just let it go. You really just, you just, he already apologized. Like, what is it that you want her more to do? He was in a pissy mood. And he was ruining the prom with his pissy mood. That's what annoyed me. I was like, yeah. you were, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. And now you're holding on to an argument that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, just. Couldn't show that. So he felt that he, she was genuinely annoyed and it wasn't a joke. And then he's like, that shit doesn't fly. And, you know, she should never use that tone with him. And she said joke and he keeps picking on that. I'm bored of this fight because their fights are annoying. Because, yes, Lin Lindy was, you know, switching goalposts. Like she was saying it was a joke. Then she said I was frustrated. Then I really wasn't. And Miguel was just nitpicking that. Like, was it a joke? Was it not mean what you say? Say what you mean. I'm like, Miguel. Like, even if she was annoyed, like now she she's heard you. Like, just let it go. But Miguel says that the thing that bothers him is that there's an anger inside of her. He pulled out his inner Rena. <laughs> You're so angry. <laughs> that there's an anger inside of her that scares the shit out of him. And at first provocation, it's ugh. And she's like, it wasn't anger. Like, she just felt like she wasn't being heard. And then Lindy tells us, like, it's kind of alarming how harsh she's being. And she's not wrong. He says again that his worry is how easily she gets annoyed. And today was jarring when he got yelled at. And she said, I, I wasn't yelling. 
He was like, well, it's what I perceive to be an outburst. Lindy's like, yep, I'm a total fuck up. I hear you. I'm the biggest piece of shit. You know, I hate when people do that because that's the same thing that Justin did at the candy shop when he was like, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. You do whatever you want to do. And when you take it to the extreme and it's kind of like, there's no resolve there. But I also understand that she was frustrated. She apologized. It wasn't that big of a deal. And he would not stop harping on it. <laughs> and it was, it does come I, with Lindy. I think it was a little bit different than Justin because what you get to a point where you're just like, but what exactly am I supposed to say? What yeah. exactly am I supposed to do? Yeah. Lindy brings up what I found to be the biggest point that she just thinks this is selfish, that she's trying to enjoy prom. He can't get past it and he's just ruining it for her. So she's like, I'm losing you. And Miguel is like, yep, you're losing me then. Like, what? look at me standing up for Miguel yesterday, last week when we were talking about it. And you said he doesn't have to say it. Like, he could just let it go. In this instance, he doesn't. Like, what are you doing validating her thought? (laughs) I'm losing you. Yep, you're losing me. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you want to win a fight. So then they continue the fight because Lindy said she doesn't know what to say and he says nothing. She says she can't lose him when she does something wrong and she's a total idiot. And she's trying to tell him that she felt neglected, ignored, and not annoyed or frustrated. But Miguel is doubling down on the confessional. Like she's lying. She doesn't mean what she said, blah, blah, blah. And she says like she can work on it, but it just can't be overnight. But then he hugs her and kisses her. And we think we're done, but we are not. Not even close. Not even close. It's just, actually, that was round one. <laughs> <laughs> On to the fun, fun part of the night. They had games, and they had Alexis and Kristen host. And, you know, much like last season, but in a funner way, they had awards that were handed out to people. At first, I was like, did they vote? Or is Kristen just handing it out to people that she wants to? But it looks like they voted. Was that your read on that too? Yes, they voted. Okay. Eventually they tell us that they voted. Okay. Um, Kristen was a little bit extra, but it's okay. They start with Life of the Party and they give that to Alexis. And in her mock speech, she's like, my husband says I can't go out anymore. I'm like, Alexis, you can't help yourself. Then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Miguel is like, too soon, Alexis, too soon. <laughs> I'm like, Alexis could win the Passive Aggressive Award just for that yeah. one alone. Yeah. Then she'd be like, oh, I didn't mean it. No. Um, Best dancer went to Nate. Biggest drama queen. Um, Alexis starts by saying, you know, guys, this is a safe space. And Mitch is like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lindy's like, that's it. I'm out of here. And Alexis is like, I'm glad you said that because you are the winner of the, everyone was such a good sport about it that it was so fun. So most emotional, um, before Kristen gets to announce it, Nate is like, Justin, (laughs) (laughs) but he gets on the mic and he's like, you know, play crying on the mic. Like, thank you for seeing my emotions. Most likely to save the planet. Um, Duh, went to Mitch and Alexis is like, sorry, this award is not biodegradable. <laughs> and then as he walks away, she's like, oh, come back. You have back-to-back awards for all the times that you made things awkward when you made us all want to exit the room and made us all uncomfortable. And somehow he wins class clown. But the best part of it is that Mitch just actually seems like a fun time, like a fun guy to be around. 
I don't know how he won class clown with what we have seen. Definitely Mitch has come off in many ways as easygoing and easy to get along with, except for random moments when he really isn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, is he the funniest of this group? That's a bit of a surprise to me. Well, I think they were mocking him. Like he's oh. a clown. Oh. Because the, pre- the the message or the preview or whatever she was saying was, for all the times that you made things awkward... When we wanted to exit the room, like for making us uncomfortable, because that has nothing to do with being the class clown. So I, that's why I tell you this group, man. <laughs> that's how I interpreted it. Because the class clown means you're funny. And I don't know if Mitch is that funny. I don't know. Exactly. It's anyway. But yeah, I hesitated to call Mitch a fun time because this is still the man who didn't want to wear the shirt. But I also remembered when they went karaoke and he was all, you know, letting loose and rapping and he was just having a good time this prom. and. You know, cracking jokes. Maybe he is funny, actually. But who knows? They give best all around, and Stasha wins best all around. And she seemed actually genuinely surprised and touched. And we learned in After Party there were way more awards, and she actually won the most that night. So good on Stasha for just being a generally all-around good person, I guess. I think she would win the Miss Congeniality Award. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which I don't know if I would have, What from what they've shown us, I don't. I don't know that I would have guessed that. Um, look at the material. Who would have won <laughs> over her? I think if it was based on what they told us in the beginning, the way they presented her, we thought Stasha was going to be a problem. That's and true. She's not. Biggest gossip was Alexis. And Nate just straight up said he caused their divorce. He calls her a snitch. This is all in the confessional. <laughs> Ale- Stasha's eyes were all like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but Nate was not holding anything back. Most likely to stay married. Alexis says, Kristen and Mitch. And she's like, just kidding. I howled. It, it, the whole thing was so funny to me. <laughs> it was funny, but it was very awkward. These <laughs> jokes. They, okay, so this whole thing was funny, but there was way too many jabs. There and I just was. don't think this is the group for that. It's not. No, well, they are the group for that. This would never fly last year. Like, you said something about that for Noi. No one's going to hold a grudge. You say that to Lindy, well, we saw what happened with that. You say that with Jasmina, Jasmine's like, don't make a tone with me. So I do think they are the group for that. So <laughs> they handled it well. I mean, they may hate each other underneath, but they know how to handle it outwardly. Um, Lindy and Miguel won, and then Miguel gave a sweet speech, and everyone was like, aw. And I think Miguel said something about... Um, no, when Lindy was giving her speech, she says it's easy to fight for him because of how much she loves him. And Stasha is like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, this segment had me on the floor most of the time. And I was just like, this cast, this cast, do you like each other? Because you remember way back when I said, does Miguel trigger Stasha? I don't think Stasha likes Miguel. I think he gives her bad vibes. So <laughs> the oh wow was like, why is that surprising? I thought everyone knew they said they loved each other and stuff, but that was funny. But also, I'm just like, why did they vote um McGindy and not Nate and Stasha? I just that, wanted the thought process. That's a great question. That's a great question. Um maybe it's because McGindy has already said I love you and everybody knows Nate and Stasha hasn't. I think that's the only thing that will give them the edge in terms of like most likely to make it. Mm, that's true. And, and you, you know, know these how... people are all up in each other's business, so they know every detail. I know. I was about to say, you know how this this maps people be? If you don't say I love you, it doesn't count for anything. So. 
Um, most likely to end up with multiple divorces. This was so cringy. Kristen is cringy to me. She gives this long speech and Mitch is so convinced. He's like, Morgan. And there's silence. Then he's like, Muay Thai. And I'm like, what is going on? I was like, then Mitch finally grasps what she's going on. He was like, wait, is it my wife? He literally said that. <laughs> And then Kristen ends it with like, and she really needs to let go of the fact that she's been engaged before because she's like, well, this person has already been engaged and she's married to Mitch. So it's me, bitches. I'm like all around cringeworthy. Like, and I didn't think that was cool. That was kind of disrespectful to Mitch also. It was, it was, it was, it was passive aggressive, just like her friend next to her. (laughs) I also didn't get the part of her saying they've already been engaged. So has Justin. So what's your point? I really was like, okay, there's been proposed to three times. You've been engaged before. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, just those three. So there are three contenders. I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah. But Alexis is never one to pass up a moment to cause drama. She's like, how do you feel, Mitch? And Mitch is like, it wasn't my vote or my first choice. And then... Kristen doesn't end there. She goes a step further and is like, I would have been offended if someone else got it. To the point where Alexis is like, okay, that's going too far. (laughs) If Alexis is telling you you're going too far, you're doing the most. So there was that. Well, all around, that was fun. I really enjoyed um, the award segment. Then we go back to McGindy and Miguel is saying that he's glad they had the convo and they're still getting to know each other and he wants to be able to trust her answer. I'm like, no. It was just too deep. <laughs> too much. Um, they're in bed at this point and then Nate and Stasha stop by to give them a gift. It's the sex swing. The whole thing was so hilarious to me because they're like, how do we get in? Nate manages to get in. Nate is there with his legs all spread. Stasha's like, stop, what are you doing? And just try to push him down. They get Lindy um on the swing and then miguel is playing in front of her and they're just like it was just to me it was just funny it was hilarious it was it was funny so alexis and justin are going out on their dates this is the next day they're all going to do different activities so alexis doesn't know what they're going to do she says justin just told her to look nice and to get ready and she looks so good in her pink dress it's just that was a my pink... favorite color. I think her boobs were covered for the first time. <laughs> I really liked that dress. It was very pretty. Um, they're at a winery. And Alexis is telling him that, you know, he has that, I just got that booty glow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you just got that booty, you're entitled to that glow. <laughs> I don't see it. But, um... She says that she's happy that they're intimate. I actually felt that Justin was a little bit more subdued um, this trip, the, if anything else, than his usual gushy self. You know how he always talks about sex and it's always about that? Like, I don't even think he did that. So that was surprising for me. Okay. So she says that she's happy that they're intimate, that he seems more relaxed, and his energy has changed. She asked, do you think our energy has changed? She's like, no. I don't think my energy has changed. And Justin says he's looking at the long term and it takes more than eight weeks for you to know who a person is. And he can't say that he's giving his all in eight weeks. Alexis makes a face. She's like, well, I can say that I've given my all. Like, I don't understand. Why do you need that much time? 
I just think that he said that as a tactic because he wants her to say yes on decision day. Like if she's not convinced, he can just start planting the seeds. Like I just need more time so you can see more and just, you know, see my potential. That was my thought. Poor Justin. (laughs) He's like selling himself like it's a job interview. (laughs) And then he asked her if she can be honest. And she's like, you can always be honest, honey. And he tells her like, honestly, I'm worried that you're going to quit on us. I'm like, we all know, Justin. We all know. Okay. So next up for their activity is Kristen and Mitch who are doing archery. Mitch calls her Chris at one point. I was like, I didn't know Kristen had an old nickname. Hmm, interesting. Mitch, uh, Mitch says in an interview that they had fun, but he's confused as to why she voted for herself to get divorced. <laughs> this is clearly bothering Mitch. <laughs> so as part of the archery, which they do pretty good at, I've always wanted to do archery. Um, they write things on paper that they want to get rid of. Um, there is a random man sitting in the back as they are writing these things on paper. I have no idea who he is or why he's sitting there. <laughs> So she decides for her word that she would like to kill is attraction. Okay. Mitch says pool gate, which to me is the same as attraction, but maybe they see it differently. Kristen says in an interview that she's happy they can talk about it. I was like, I I guess. (laughs) But instead of just letting him have his pool gate, Kristen gives a speech about how she has a different feeling about Poolgate that wasn't all bad. It could have gone differently. She finally got some affirmations from him after Poolgate. So it has led them to their incredible weekend. I was like, goodness gracious, just shoot some arrows at this thing. (laughs) Kristen, I also see Kristen's bra, which is the same bra from last night, which is what made me believe that she forgot her bras at home and only brought one bra. (laughs) So they shoot their arrows at their words and it goes really, really well. They're really good at archery. I don't know if they've done it before, if they just had first time luck, but they were really quite good at it. Kristen was better. Uh, yeah, she was pretty good. She was pretty good. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to archery besides shooting their words. Um, Lindy and Miguel, as Tane said, they're the couple of the episode. They're on a carriage ride. Even before they get on the carriage ride, Miguel is like, I'm more excited for her to go on the carriage ride than to be on the carriage ride. <laughs> so while they're in the carriage, Miguel has another bad poem. And I was like, this poem is worse because they put it to music. And then Miguel says that he originally intended to put it to music. And I was like, okay, it's just a bad poem. (laughs) And then I started to wonder, is Miguel here for his music career that we didn't know about? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lindy's getting a little distracted because they're on a carriage ride. And she's like, oh, a horse. And then he's like, I've got another one. Basically... And we could see this. Miguel was trying to monologue and Lindy was trying to enjoy the carriage ride. And they were just at cross purposes. And then he kind of lost it. (laughs) Then he started talking about Dungeons and Dragons and I was bored too, Miguel. Um, And he kind of says like, I'm tired of you interrupting. Your interrupting is draining me. They have a, like a whole conversation where, and it sort of just goes, it goes left very quickly. And Lindy says, She's never had someone say that to her, that she's too much of a, a, a side, whatever, like she doesn't focus. And she, he says, you've never had a husband stick around. And she says, you've never had a wife. And I'm like, this, this argument has gone straight to the gut. But that's the thing. I mean, Miguel is the villain. Don't get me wrong. Like 
it's what kind of statement is that? You've never had a husband. Like it's that whole. That's why you're single. Like, did you forget why you're in this show? You're both single. Like, what was the <laughs> point in that? Uh, but I do want to point out, like, I don't want to act like I'm an angel, but I can see Miguel's reasoning for being upset. I, I, I think I've been in that situation before where I'm just annoyed. Like, I'm trying to say something and someone's just, like, being distracted. I can see how, like, it's easy to villainize when you watch it on TV, but we're not saints in our real life. But I think he was already having a shitty... I don't know, week, day, weekend, life. I don't know what was going on with him, but I can. I don't think it was that strange that he was annoyed by her interrupting whatever it was that he was trying to do because he already mustered all of the energy he had to come on this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is... When you're trying to talk and someone does not appear to be listening, that's annoying. But I think the flip side of that is you decided that it was time to talk while she had decided it was time to enjoy a carriage ride. I don't think either one of them was actually wrong. That's why their fights are frustrating. <laughs> and also oh, it's the best kind of fight. <laughs> but also where Miguel always loses ground is the way he talks to her is not okay. He talks to her like she's a child. Yes. Yes. It is not okay by any means. Even Okay. So Miguel admits in an interview that he came into the weekend with low energy and, you know, he, he didn't have a very tiring week and he's irritable. He knows he's irritable. We go back to them and Lindy is crying and then she's like, I'm trying. And he says, I know you are. And this is the kind of paternal condescension thing that's not that great. <laughs> so this is another fight where Miguel says sorry that he pushed her to the point of crying and she says she doesn't know what else to do besides trying to do better and Miguel admits he has to be more patient <laughs> then Miguel makes the mistake of calling it a blow up and in her interview she's just like you don't want to see a blow up and she says she doesn't she asks herself can she truly be herself because it feels like he won't be there if she does I think when things shifted to the blow up, that was the point where um, I was like, Lindy, I don't think Miguel did anything wrong in that part. All he said was like, you know, we're having these blow ups and she's like, blow up, blow up. You think this is a blow up? <laughs> I'm just like, okay, this fight has devolved. <laughs> it's, it's semantics now. You're not <laughs> arguing about what the thing is called instead of what the thing is. What do you, okay, I didn't, Yes, he's having a bad week, but do you think a lot of it is that Miguel is freaking out and just taking it out on her? Because he seems in it, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, it's like we don't know Miguel well enough. I think some people can just be in a bad mood, a bad mood for a whole weekend, and just starting fight after fight after fight. This is a bit much. I also find it ironic that he apologizes, and then we have another fight. Because he can't help himself. He feels bad when it happens, but he can't help himself on the things that lead him to that situation. I think the other thing I saw, do you, in the beginning, we were told like he was a pushover and all his girlfriends had walked all over him. And then I think now is the time he decided not today. <laughs> and then he decided to flex <laughs> on Lindy. So I don't know, but he's taking it too far. It's a muscle he doesn't use a lot, so he's not sure how to use it. Mm, he's the muscle he says he didn't use a lot. Ha ha. We could ask his ex-girlfriend, see what they say. Ha ha. True that, true that. So, 
the carriage ride ends. We see the guys are all doing a meetup. And so everybody's there except for Miguel. And they're like, wonder why they're late. Mitch is like, oh, I hope they aren't stuck in the mud. <laughs> Justin is eating his Cheetos. <laughs> I really wanted Cheetos after I saw <laughs> Cheetos used to be my favorite snack a long time ago. I only like Cheeto puffs. <laughs> Meanwhile, the women are all inside cooking. I said, what in the patriarchy is this? Oh, this gosh. <laughs> Alexis tells the girls that she and Justin have had sex. This is what and I've been waiting for all night. Kristen says, I want to celebrate this. But then asks, how did that make you feel? <laughs> and Alexis says, um, it was, and there's just not a lot of talking. And then in the interview, she says, basically it was bad. I mean, I could summarize what she said, but she said it wasn't bad. Summarize it. <laughs> Summarize it so to get an idea of the areas that we're lacking. <laughs> Alexis doesn't want to dominate. He's been celibate for a while, so it didn't last long after Mr. High School told us they went at it all night. <laughs> <laughs> we had like half the episode thinking that they went at it all night, only for us to discover from Alexis that oh, it didn't take too long. He's been celibate. <laughs> But I got to say, though, it wasn't like she said, I don't know, it was mixed messages. Maybe she was respecting him, but we also know that that's not her strong suit. She she didn't say it was bad, bad, but every answer she gave to the ladies were not good. Okay. Alexis asked if bad sex is a deal breaker. And her answer was, well, I've stayed before. But yeah. well, she didn't really answer. She and uh, Kristen had a discussion that ended with her basically saying, well, there's other things that are equally as important or more important than sex. So it's not a deal breaker, which I guess the only thing I got out of that was like, okay, so the sex was bad. <laughs> exactly. All our answers were not, because if it's Alexis, she could have been like, girl, it was not. But, but now that I think about it, I don't think we've had anyone okay we have let me not say that i was gonna say typically on maps we've not had anyone gush over their spouses like when they consummated the marriage because i vividly remember brianna when they asked about it and she was like well i mean he was just um what'd she say he was considerate i mean it wasn't bad she was just like he's just like can i can i and she's just like boy you better come on and do what you need to do so but we've never had anyone be like oh it was everything and more and blah 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 except maybe like monet from season one because they hated each other but they kept having sex i mean but the first time you have sex with someone is typically not the best sex you're gonna have together yes but I don't know if I necessarily always believe that. I know that's the thing people say, but there's a reason why people have one night stands and it's still great. And it's their first time. That's true. So, um, I, I, again, it doesn't have to be like the greatest thing, but you can always tell the potential or you could always yes. tell it's going to be anything, but we've just never had anyone say like, oh, we, we, we connected because we've seen some people even in love is blind or other shows where they were like, oh yeah, we're on this. Oh, well yeah. Jose and Rachel, but then Rachel didn't quite say the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. I feel like you're really proving your own point here. Yeah, I guess I was. I'm trying, <laughs> but maybe it gets better because look at Beth and Jamie, and she claims it's better now. So you know, I believe her. You said claims, but I believe her. Mm, I mean, what is she going to say? She's married to him. <laughs> I think if it would have stayed bad because he was inconsiderate, she would not still be there. 
no, you you just heard the ladies say you wouldn't leave just because the sex was if it's decent and it's just okay. I think they're saying they'll stay. Beth might be one of those. You never okay. know. I don't think Beth is one of those. <laughs> um, so finally, Lindy and Miguel show up. Um, Lindy goes inside. Mitch is like, "Oh, you're late." And Miguel sits down and just starts spilling his emotions. He's like, "Every day, you don't know where you're gonna go. You're gonna get." And he admits that he's in a bad mood. Um, then they start talking about sex swings. Um, Justin is like, so can, can a six, eight person do the swings? And they, it's like, oh, it, it's for everybody. But I mean, it's for the woman. Oh my God. Keeping with the theme, the, they go back inside to the women and they're talking about vibrators. It was a little unclear. Kristen says she has three. Alexis is, I think she was saying, why would I need one if I'm having sex? Yeah. She says she doesn't do toys. So... But you know what's funny? When they were talking about the sex back in the dinner prep um, thing, Alexis ended it all by saying, as long as I'm part of the sex, it's going to be great. I'm like, but you That's just you said, said it wasn't great. You also <laughs> said, you, said. you stayed in a relationship years before and it wasn't great. So wh- what are we saying, sis? She and her husband have things in common. <laughs> the relationship, and the funny thing is, I, I don't think they're liars, but I think they're very dishonest with themselves. Ding, ding, ding. Kristen talks about her and Mitch and how if she's not feeling consistent and secure, how can she take the leap of faith to just say yes on decision day? Um, And she talks a lot. And then Alexis says it felt like a monologue, but she's glad she worked through it. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And I also think it was a dig. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch tells the guys that they resolved Poolgate. And he talks about how they did the archery and they shot into it. This man says now she can't bring it up anymore. I said, good luck with that. Mm. Kristen says that they are the be- in the best place they can be. And Sasha asks how she thinks she will be at decision day. And she says that the wife in her wants to say yes. And then Alexis is like, the realist wants to say, and Kristen says, no, the woman wants to say no. I was like, Kristen is really obsessed with being a wife. Girl. That is a status that is something she has gained through Married at First Sight, and she is very mm, uneager to shed the title of wife because that is what makes her a person. It's to her detriment. And they touch on this on After Party. <sighs> yeah, and uh, I agree with you. It's to her detriment. That's that's why she won't say yes, though, on Decision Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm beginning to see the light. I'm beginning to agree with you. Alexis asked if she's going to give it more time, hence saying yes. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to say yes or no. Her ovaries aren't getting younger. And Stasha says she's not going to find anything perfect. So you just have to decide if this one is worth it. <sighs> oh my gosh. Next we have them getting ready for dinner. Nate and Stasha are figuring out the vibrating panties. Nate says it's loud. She goes to put them on. While she's putting them on, he tries to figure it out. Apparently he figures it out while she's putting it on because we hear Stasha laughing in the bathroom. Mm. Lindy wants a video of the sunset. And you can sort of hear in her voice, we have video of this one, it's not just a voiceover. Mm -hmm. Um, We could sort of hear her thinking about asking Miguel and then being like, I'll just ask the one of the 10 other people filming us to do this video. (laughs) (laughs) And Miguel, this is where Miguel is just playing wrong. Yeah. Um, Miguel is like, no, I'll do it. And she's like, no, I just, you know, I just don't want to take it. You're ready, risk after earlier. And basically,
basically, Miguel yells at her this time for not reading the room. Because last time his energy levels weren't in the right place to take her picture, but this time his energy levels were. And she's like, it's fine, whatever. And then she asks for a hug, and he's like, no. Um, Lindy just loses it. She's like, I can't win. He decides to make a case like it. He's once again scolding her as a child. My note here is Miguel is annoying as fuck. Um, I mean, he specifically, and I quote, I am not here to be your personal photographer. And she respected that. So what else do you want? (laughs) I really felt for Lindy in this moment. Yeah. Because he tries to scold her again. And she is like, this is why I can't win. And then she starts laughing maniacally. (laughs) And says, I will lose it. And she's like, I just cannot take it when... I asked for a hug and you don't give it to me. Like that is rejection. And she tells him she doesn't want understand what to do. And this man starts lecturing her that if she doesn't understand the nuance, I'm like, she doesn't have time for your nuance. Like, ah, she's like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to go down there. I'm done. We've seen this in the preview. She just starts crying and she leaves. And you can see, I mean, you can see the 10 crew people. Yeah. Um, the thing is, Miguel doesn't know how to de-escalate. There are just certain things that you, everything can be a battle. You have to pick your battles because you have to also recognize that you just gave her like a long speech about asking you to do stuff. She respected you, follow that. And it's still wrong. She's not here to cater to your emotional whims. Cause you know, everyone likes to say women are so emotional, but here we are. And I think it's so ironic that We've been saying how Lindy's the one with the outburst and the thing and the whatever. Well, Miguel sure did show his ass. <laughs> yeah. And don't get it. Like, I can understand if you, the story there is that he was lying down and he was resting and she asked him to take the picture. Well, this time he's not lying. But she just said to herself, why even risk it? <laughs> yeah. And he could have been like, thought to himself, oh. And later on, maybe he could have been like, you know, I wouldn't mind taking the picture. It's just, you know. Like, it just didn't need to blow up into this. Well, how dare you ask somebody, why can't you read my mood to know that I'm in the mood to take a picture now and I wasn't earlier? Bitch! I don't care, bro. He said, I am not going to be your personal photographer. And she was like, maybe you just wanted to enjoy the sunset, so I didn't want to, you know, break the mood for that. So he needs to, he made his bed. He should lie in it. Like a little child. So they go behind closed doors. They're still mic'd. She is just crying and he is doing the thing where he's apologizing <laughs> or using the calm voice. And she says, it feels like you're looking for a reason to not be with me. And they make the decision to not go to dinner, which is for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, this it would be better for all these relationships sometimes if they miss the group group gathering. Um, because if they had taken this to the dinner table, it would have been great television, but it would have been great for their relationship. I mean, they could also just not have the couples interact, but that's just me. That's just you. <laughs> so we, we get down to everybody at dinner and they, Justin says that, you know, McGindy is not coming to dinner because they're working on stuff and they're apparently not going to do it at the dinner table. So when we come back, we'll talk about the dinner. Ladies. You know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight? Well, 
There's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back. Um, in an interview, Stasha is telling Nate that Justin and Alexis had sex. This man says, damn. <laughs> He's and, like, bro. <laughs> hilarious. And Stasha says, oh, Alexis was very nonchalant about it. And Alexis says she's a pleaser. And as long as her husband is pleased, she's happy. And that was her answer to if she enjoyed it. How many ways could you say in one episode the sex was bad? (laughs) I was like, you needed the visual. Because every time she said it, she looked at the camera. Then she would go, then she would look at the camera and then have like a little smirk. It was hilarious. So Nate says, so she was avoiding the question. And Stasha was like, yeah. I was like, she didn't avoid the question. The answer spoke for itself. (laughs) Um, Kristen and Mitch are sitting together at the dinner table and Kristen says it was fun to be out here and Mitch kisses her and then once again we're like, oh, Mitch. And next week, Mitch is going to ensure that we regret this love. Um, (laughs) Shipster Alexis asks Mitch if he's attracted to his wife. And he says yes, very quickly. He will not be making that mistake again. (laughs) Then we start to see Stasha and Nate messing with those vibrating panties. (laughs) Stasha is getting hot and bothered. <laughs> and I am like, what the fuck am I watching? This is lifetime cable television. This is not HBO. It's almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, Stasha says in an interview that at this time she had no idea what was being said because of what was going on with her panties. Then Alexis looks at Stasha and says, you all right? And she says, you have vibrating panties on. called it in a minute to the point where I was like did she know and I don't think she knew but I mean by the time you deduction point of reasoning like what else would be left I'm of one accord with Mitch who says this is a weird fetish and Kristen says that she supports she's an ally of vibrating panties I'm with Kristen I'm an ally (laughs) no not me to dinner with people with vibrating panties on it's a little like with the real house of atlanta thing everybody had the vibrating panties on the only weird part is that the wrong people's husbands had the controllers mm, even in that i'm an ally but for me it was like it just didn't even fit like kenya said give me a playbill not vibrant it had nothing <laughs> to do with anything and there were just other people's husbands and anybody could control it it was too much it didn't make any sense in this case i think it's okay because you're supposed to go off on the problem just was 
Nate couldn't figure it out. Uh, Nate claimed that he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but then in an interview, he said he was pushing the limit. So which was it? But I think it's a good question that you asked how Alexis figured it out because I, I, I had a suspicion that they amplified the buzzing noise because we find out in After Party that they didn't hear it. I mean, if you've talked to Nate and Stasha, I think they have cleared out the toy store. <laughs> so I that part, I'm like, uh, it's not a hard guess for people who love to buy like sex toys and recommend them to others because I think they have at that point. Yeah. So Stasha basically has to leave dinner because they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And then finally they figured out how to turn it off. And I was like, I hope these guys aren't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when Nate ran after her. <laughs> I was like, go I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Go go get your payoff from all the work you just did. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> so they don't come back, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that we saw. That we saw. I know. I was surprised that they kept in a line when Stasha was like. I oh my god, I'm swollen. I'm like, I can't believe Lifetime kept that in. I can't I can't believe it. I, I don't appreciate it either. Um <laughs> <laughs> back okay, so Miguel and Lindy are downstairs in the kitchen, they're eating dinner. Nate and Stasha asked if they ate, so I guess they did disappear for a while and come back. And they, <laughs> they say they just ate. Um Miguel admits that he's low energy and he gets hypersensitive and hangry and he wants to do better and he has to make things right and he apologizes to Lindy, which I actually thought was strange how much public apology there was. And he thanks everybody for making dinner. Um, Lindy says it's been an emotional roller coaster. At that point, I said, where's Kristen? Um, <laughs> Miguel did look stressed, though. He looked like he aged. <laughs> uh, the answer to where's Kristen is she comes out in a beanie and like put some tights on her head and does a Mitch impression. Wearing the shirt from the prank. <laughs> um, in an interview, I was worried. I was like, this, I hope this doesn't upset him. But in an interview, Mitch says he likes it and it feels good. And um, it feels like he has a pep in his step from her doing an imitation of him. Um, I, her imitation was a little odd. I didn't find it that funny. Maybe I'm the minority. It wasn't that funny, but it was funny. It's just that Kristen doesn't know when to stop. She just keeps going on and on. I mean, yeah, she kept asking, let me know if I'm going too far, but I don't know. I don't know. I I have my thoughts on Kristen, but I don't want to be a hater. I mean, what are we here to do if not to hate? <laughs> you know when people do things? You know when like, the little kid who just wants attention... Like, oh, I'm dancing, I'm singing, and all the adults are like, yay, you're doing that. We could see that when she hosted the awards, when she just just doesn't know when to stop and is trying to be, like, all loud and trying too hard. I see Kristen as a tryhard. Okay. So it just, like, it was funny, we let it go, but then she should have just got to a point and I'm done. But when the joke goes too far, it stops being funny. Fair enough. And I think I just... Mitch was laughing too hard. <laughs> I will say that Mitch has generally been good natured and you especially see it in after party. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. not that surprised that he wasn't that offended by an imitation of him. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So the next day is the final day and their last activity is dodgeball. 
They figure out that there should be no couples on the same team. Mitch tells us in an interview that he wants to leave couples retreat, but Lindy wants to stay. And she thinks dodgeball will be a good idea to blow off steam. And Lindy likes the retreat and spending time with them. But for Miguel, it's been a challenge this weekend. So then they go back to everybody sitting around getting ready for dodgeball. And Lindy says she likes the retreat and spending time with them. I'm sorry. Kristen said she liked the retreat and spending time with them and Mitch. Miguel says it's been a challenging weekend and he hasn't been his best self. And he apologizes again to Lindy. He tells Lindy he wants it to work and that it's terrifying that he doesn't know how to make it work. And I'm like, is this really the time to be telling Lindy all this? Oh, and then he says that and Nate and Stasha give a look. Nate gives to Stasha, what? Did he just say that? <laughs> and then Mitch uh, says, marriage is like dodgeball. You can stand your ground or you can catch the ball. And Mitch just kind of rescued the vibe of that whole conversation because it was going in a very weird direction with Miguel and Lindy's problems. <laughs> I just didn't appreciate how surprised everyone was that Mitch said something that was like words of wisdom. They're like, okay, Mitch, sometimes you say things. I was like, you guys, stop looking at this guy like he's an idiot. <laughs> the group dynamics. There's something. Um, <laughs> he has a great smile too, if I might add. I like Mitch's smile. They, they are standing on the dodgeball field. These people got out a drone to shoot dodgeball. We see the an overhead shot as if this is Monday Night Football. Um, they pick the teams. No couples on the same team. It's fine. Lindy has a lot of trash talking. At one point, Lindy and Alexis throw the ball in unison and they slow mo it. It was amazing. <laughs> They just show them like running around, throwing dodgeball, everybody having a, a good time. Um, and Alexis says that they're winning, like, because Nate's killing it. Lindy is a great catcher. Mitch could have been the mascot. I don't know why Alexis is so mean. She's mean. She's mean. I don't like her. I think I decided. <laughs> it's taken me all season. I don't like Alexis. <laughs> she has moments where I like her, but I think overall she's kind of a mean person. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trash talking. Um, especially when it gets to the end and it gets down to Miguel and Nate and Miguel does his best to get Nate out, but Nate emerges victorious and Nate is doing trash talking. Nate is the one at this point doing a lot of the trash talking before Lindy was doing some trash talking. Miguel loses his mind after losing at dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) And this is how we know that Miguel's not, when did Miguel lost the ax throwing last week? He was fine. Yes, something's like I, I want to hope. I'm not hoping that something's wrong, but I also want to hope that there's a good reason for whatever is going on with him. This is wild, and he is yelling at Lindy that she wasn't supportive. Blah blah blah. I'm like, Lindy's not even the one who got you out at the end, and Lindy was not the one trash talking at the end. That was Nate. So what is this transference to Lindy for dodgeball? He was off, very off. So the teams sit down together and have like a chat. So red team, which was Alexis, Lindy, and Mitch, they're like, wow. Um, Nate is like, uh, was that residual buildup? Like, what went on with Miguel? She says that this is Miguel at his wit's end. And Lindy says like, oh, I'm competitive, but like this was something else. Miguel in his group says that Lindy can get lively. She's not yelling, but her tone goes high. And Miguel says that he's had to walk on eggshells and this has been an intense process. And Mitch says, Miguel, that he needs to learn too, 
And then we go back to Lindy and Lindy starts crying. And she's like, me being myself is never right with Miguel. Can't open her mouth. Can't joke around. Can't be supportive. And it's blindsiding because she thought they were doing well up until this weekend. Miguel says it's a circle and that he's despising the person that he's becoming. And I'm like, is Lindy the person who is making you this way? Uh, Stasha says that in an interview, she wants to say that this is a change in Miguel, but she can't say that she does see that. Um, she says he's just trying to get through the eight weeks and that Lindy is dramatic and emotional and he's not used to dealing with someone like that. And she doesn't know if they're meant to be together. What did you think of Stasha's thoughts? The same thing I've been saying. She's not a fan of Miguel. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I saw it and I laughed and I'm like, this girl really doesn't like Miguel. <laughs> That's interesting because the change part is that I think we're like, oh my God, Miguel's being such an asshole this weekend. And she's like, oh, he's always been this way. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. But Which makes it all the more funnier when everyone's looking at Lindy cry and the looks they're just giving like blank stares like, uh, are we done yet? And I think it's interesting that you say she doesn't like Miguel, but she sure did call Lindy dramatic and emotional. Does she not like Miguel or she just thinks that they're incompatible? Both can be true. I think they all agree that Lindy is dramatic. But I think it's not, I I guess the reason I think she doesn't like him is not isolated to just this incident. It goes back to way back then. So, you know, could be other things. Again, there's a lot of things we don't see. So True. Lindy tells her crew that she feels beat down and she tries to learn and she tries to implement things. And then there's six more things that are out of line. And then he he says that she's disrespecting him and he pulls away. And that that's her issue is the rejection. Um, It is painful when he rejects her when she's trying to understand him. And that I don't want to hug thing, like it really got her. Miguel tells his team that he's in love and he wants to continue Lindy tells her team is that he's been, she's worried that he's been harboring this stuff all along and now he's hit this, his limit. And then Lindy loses her shit. (laughs) She's like one thing wrong and he's ready to bounce. And Miguel said questions whether they are the right people for each other. Lindy says that it's been a bad weekend and she can't be the punching bag. And then we end with some very dramatic music. Uh, three arguments with Lindy and Miguel this episode. I count three. Was there four? Um, and uh, I think Miguel was wrong in most of them. Yeah, he was. He was wrong in all of them. Wrong in all of them. The only part where he maybe had a reprieve was the whole, he called it a blow up. And she's like, you think that's a blow up? <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, that's funny. But the best part about this season is every next week's episode gets me titillated. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's looking like Nate's going to be way too happy to be in Stasha's new house. <laughs> but then he's also going to say, so what if we break up? Where am I supposed to go? Yep. I think that was a fake out. Well, it is mouse. And Justin's like, I feel like I've been played. So I can't wait. If you uh, ask me who might say no on decision day, who just might, is Justin and Alexis. But I think they're going to say yes. Hmm. I don't see Justin saying no. That is what would be the most surprising to me if Justin says no. I feel like Alexis would have to do something real crazy <laughs> in order for her for for um Justin to say no. Well, maybe that's what we see next week when he feels played because he said it. I'm not going to be a second choice. I'm a catch. 
<laughs> it's All right. good to have self-worth. <laughs> All right, A, who has your bouquet this week? I mean, nobody. <laughs> I really didn't, can't say that I really, really enjoyed anybody this week. You know, I liked Lindy's dress for prom. I'm glad they had a prom. I, but I can't, I didn't like anybody this week, to be honest. Fair. Who has your bouquet? My bouquet goes to Nate and Stasha. I just think they're unproblematic. They're respectful of people because even when they wanted to get the set, the sex swing and they knew they were fighting, um, Stasha made sure to say, like, you know, I'm not trying to get into their problems. She's trying to give them something that might give them a little boost. Um, the sound advice that they gave, I enjoyed that they enjoy each other sexually and they're comfortable with it. And most of all, the shady confessional about Alexis and the sex with Justin. <laughs> that was the highlight. So Nate and Stasha gave me so much entertainment. The looks they gave each other, the everything, it, it was it, it was everything. <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> that you enjoy their shady confessionals. What is Alexis suggested doing their shady confessionals? <laughs> um, did I say I didn't enjoy it? I think okay, <laughs> theirs is a combination of everything together. They're the only ones they get turned on by that. <laughs> That's the only thing. But this is an all-around thing. It was the shady thing about the sex. That was funny. That one was funny. <laughs> they had sex for real. <laughs> and then yeah. she said, really? So she was avoiding the question. That's what she said about the question. <laughs> <laughs> Who has your burnt ashes? Miguel, a thousand times over. It is okay to be in a bad mood. But you can't go off basically three times in one um, episode. In one weekend in real life. Mm-hmm. And this is just unacceptable. It was very rude. It, yeah. it was unnecessary. And I don't appreciate his condescension and patronization towards his wife. Yeah. Like, I get that there's an age difference, but and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. You really he needs to be better it. next week. And I, I did find this interesting. He apologized every time. That's That's rare. And I think that might save them. It's just a weird cycle. You can't apologize and then do the same thing five minutes later. Very, very, very weird. Who has your burnt ashes? I mean, I don't think you have to ask. It's Miguel for all the reasons he said. But I will add that the only thing, question I had was like, their fights made me realize like, why did the experts just decide we're just going to stop seeing these people? Like, they just up and decided it's how many weeks left and we're done. We're not working anymore. Like, what if they need them? Why didn't they just continue? <laughs> I've never been that big of a fan of the experts. So the fact that they're gone, yeah. I mean, I get it, but I'm just like, their purpose on the show. I mean, we don't have to be fans of them, but it's their job. So I just, just making that call, like, this is the last time. I don't think we've ever had that. Have, maybe we have, I don't know. But just making the call, like, this is the last time you're ever going to see us. So figure and ask all the questions you want to ask now. I think that's very strange. <laughs> all right, guys. That's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. I did notice that sometimes I misspell our Instagram handle at this point. Yep. So I made sure to get it right this time. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) 
Uh, we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to our show every week. Thank you to all the people who send messages, who interact with us. We try our best to respond to everybody, but just know that we appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. You can join our Patreon for all our bonus episodes. We cover after party every week. Give us a five-star rating if you so inclined to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.